Well, it's, uh, it's a blessing to be in the Lord's house today. And um, it's, uh, you know, I, we always lament those that are sick and can't be with us. And that's just natural for us to do that. I've done that all morning telling Pam, well, this one won't be here, that one won't be there, but we're here. Amen. And, uh, and uh, uh, the promises of God to be with us where two or three will meet together in His name is real today. And um, I also wanted to think about this in the service, and that is... Uh, of course, it, it's our hearts are really heavy because of Brother Roberts uh, passing away. But uh, you, th there's a reason that his uh, funeral service is not going to be this afternoon, and that's because the family didn't feel like he would be pleased at all to do anything that disrupted the uh, meeting of the church. So uh, I think that's probably played a big part in why we're not having that service this afternoon. So, so we owe it to him and the LaRue family to put all that we can in this service. And I want you to really back up Brother Steve as he comes. A few um, weeks ago, months ago, something, I played a, a song um, on the uh, a violin and uh, or a fiddle, it's hard for a fiddler to sound like a violinist. But um, and then so Sister Elaine uh, insisted that would I try to play it as well with my soul. I think they had to leave. So you know, we just we'll just tell her that that was for her. And uh, I'm sorry that she missed it. Uh, but I hope it'll be a blessing to you today. I'll do my best to try to play through it um, the um, and it's number 407 in that hymnal if you want to look along and um, follow along or read the words along um, it, it's a great song to know um, at any time in our life when we need a word of encouragement uh, and that we can proclaim that it is well with my son. <coughs> Um, once in a while, back over the years when I would lead music in church, we weren't quite as informal as, as we are, and so uh, uh, people would, wouldn't just uh, request the song, so sometimes to be sure that I was leading songs that I knew people enjoyed and wanted, sometimes I'd put a box out at the back of the church or something and say, drop the number of your favorite hymn in where I'll be sure and use it. And, uh, and you'd think that the favorite all-time hymn that people would request would be Amazing Grace. And that was a close second. But the number one request usually would is, it is well for my soul. And I think that partly has to do with the, the great story that's behind that song that you could, uh, you probably already know. But uh, uh, we'll we'll do our best just to play it for you this morning. I hope it'll be a blessing to you. And you pray for us as we make this attempt. Amen. God bless you, brother. Chris.
Anybody need to testify? Anything you need to do or say? What a blessing. It's good to see each one of you. Uh, I'll be honest with you, there's more folks here than I expected. <laughs> I'm being serious. I, uh, I was getting phone calls yesterday and last night from folks that were telling me they were sick and that they uh, wouldn't be here uh, today and and um, uh, there is a lot of folks sick a bunch of people sick right now and then you've got those that are afraid of, of uh, afraid of getting sick and uh, they're kind of staying <coughs> staying put right now but I'm so glad you're here today I really am um, those of you that may not know, this is uh, kind of a sad day uh, uh, for us here at the church. One of our uh, longtime deacons, a pillar of the church, uh, uh, passed away uh, this past Thursday. And uh, but uh, but his memory lives on. Amen. And uh, what he testified about, uh, he's getting to see, and I'm glad of that today. Uh, but I love each one of you. Good to have our visitors with us. Good to have uh, Kenneth Finley and his family here with us. And they had been watching us some on the on the podcast, I guess it was. So, and they came to visit with us, and we're glad of that uh, today. And uh, uh, I appreciate uh, each and every one and, and, and what you've done. And I told somebody the other day, I really. Uh, I want to thank the church for the things that the church does that uh, don't get a lot of recognition or maybe uh, uh, they might not put it up in Times Square on a, on a billboard, but uh, I want to thank the church that when there's a need here uh, that it's taken care of. Amen. That is such a blessing and, and, uh, and, and folks don't don't want a bunch of accolades made about it, but you know who you are, and and and, and I just want to thank you for that, for for, for, for taking care of things and uh, not having to be asked to do it, but uh, just just taking care of it. And I believe that that's the way that the Lord set the church up. Amen. Do. And uh, I appreciate that. I trust that each and every one of you had a a, a Merry Christmas. I know that uh, this is. Uh, I was probably a sick Christmas day as I've been in a while, and uh, I wasn't very sociable with my family because I was, I didn't feel good. But I'm better now, and I'm glad of that. And uh, uh, but but uh, I'm glad of our and I and I thank the church for going ahead with the radio broadcast this past Sunday. I know that was Christmas Eve, but I felt like the Lord blessed us. Uh, Brother Bobby did a wonderful job in the message he preached at the radio broadcast. And then we came back here at nine o'clock and, uh, and we just uh, had, had service at nine. And uh, I appreciate each and every one and, and uh, thank the Lord for blessing in that. Uh, if you turn to the book of Habakkuk, uh, a, place in the, uh, a book of the Bible that I have never uh, far as I know, I've never preached out of it, and uh, 
up till just recently had never really studied it a whole lot. And uh, but uh, the book of Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk was one of the prophets, and uh, it's not a very long, it's not a very long book. <clears throat> but uh, I want us to think about uh, something here that a lot of times I can't help but believe that that we as Christians, and I know it's, it's true with myself and I've heard it from other people, that a lot of times we question why uh, some things happen like they do. And, and we're, we're, we're uh, and I was always taught as a, as a child and even up to now, I was taught not to question God, that his ways are higher than our ways and, 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 and he, knows, he knows further down the road than we know. So he has reasons for things that he does. Uh, but nevertheless, there's a lot of times that we look around and <clears throat> we feel like that sometimes we don't want to admit it, but we feel like sometimes that justice is not being served. You ever get that way? You ever think that uh, in your mind? Uh, uh, that, 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 that maybe some, some, something is happening that's being ignored or getting away with? Uh, uh, but I want to give you some good news today. God knows exactly everything that's going on. Amen. And not only do we or I sometimes have trouble with this when I think about it, but uh, some of the prophets had a problem with it. They're saying they were prophets of God and they had, they had some issues uh, with it. Jeremiah did. Uh, Job, a righteous, good man of God, uh, during his tribulation period that he was going through, uh, uh, I don't believe he ever got angry with God, but you know he had to question why some things were going on uh, uh, that was happening to him. And so uh, as we look at Habakkuk here, and uh, I wanna, I'm want i going to read the scripture here in just a minute. I'm going to read out the second chapter in just a few verses in the second chapter. But let me bring us up to... Uh, where we're at here. Um, in studying this, uh, it was said that Habakkuk most likely lived during the time of uh, King Manasseh's reign uh, when there was evil and violence on every hand. That's what, that's what a lot of the scholars uh, believe uh, uh, was happening during uh, uh, Habakkuk's time. Habakkuk is perplexed about what he considers um, folks getting away with stuff and, and God not acknowledging it. He was perplexed about that. And uh, uh, there were some things he couldn't understand. The prophets would as you know, would prophesy to the, to the children of God, to God's people, and especially if God's people were, were, were getting into sin or doing things they ought not do, God would send word by the prophet warning the people 
of what they were doing and what kind of uh, what kind of recompense would be would come if they continued doing that? Right. Well, even though the prophets prophesied that, a lot of the folks, a lot of God's people, just kept on doing what they were doing. Uh, they they turned away the words of the prophecy, just as today a lot of people turn away the preached word of God. And at times, God would use the enemy to punish the righteous or punish his people. And Habakkuk had a problem with this. At this time, God was using the Chaldeans who were a very evil, self-centered, non-God-fearing people to chastise God's people. And Habakkuk had a problem with that. He questioned God as to why that this people were being allowed to run rampant over a people more just than them. And, 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 and this bothered him. And so I'm going to read to you over in chapter 2, verse 1. This is this was Habakkuk's response to, uh, to what he was seeing going on. The Chaldeans were very worldly people. Uh, you can look back during the uh, uh, Babylonian captivity, and, and, and this I believe that you can see Nebuchadnezzar in this. You can see a lot of the kings that were uh, powerful and they put all of their trust and their faith in their own power and their own kingdom. And we know that, uh, you can read over the book of Daniel, uh, how they were brought low uh, and they were humble. But here's what Habakkuk says, I will stand upon my watch and I'll set me up upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me, what I shall answer, when I am reproved. He's already looking to be reproved from God because he's questioning God on this. And it said, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And I believe I'll stop reading uh, right there. And I want you to uh, think about this uh, just for a few minutes. Now, I mentioned to you that uh, Habakkuk was upset that God was using the Chaldeans to to get the attention of, of his people. Now, a lot of times I believe uh, that God will use the enemies of this world, the enemies of, of Christ. Uh, he'll use them at times to get our attention. I believe that uh, with all my heart. I have to believe, uh, Brother Neil, that the forces of evil against God's people are continually out there. And, and I can't help but believe Brother Greg, that there's a hedge 
around God's people today. I, I believe if there wasn't, we would already be destroyed if there wasn't a hedge around about us today. <clears throat> but I also believe uh, that God has the ability and can lift that hedge at any time of His choosing to allow the enemy uh, to get our attention today. I, I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that that was what was happening over here in this time when uh, uh, God's people uh, uh, began to worship idols uh, and everything began, one sin just led to another. And then all of a sudden there was just chaos and, and you had God's people bickering between uh, one another and there was disorder in the camp so to speak and I, I, I God and I believe that the prophets warned these people and said you can't continue this way God I will not is not pleased with this and if you re repent right now our things will get better but if you I continue like you are I, amen you're going to see how the wrath of God amen amen and so we I begin to look at this and we I think about it and and, and uh, I, it came back to my mind as I was uh, reading this scripture I thought about uh, September 11th when uh, the attack on the World Trade Centers and, and you know we've almost forgot about that that is so far in the past now uh, that, that that we've almost forgot about it I'm glad uh, that on the anniversary of that day uh, uh, that we still yeah. take time to remember those that I lost their lives, but uh, but really it's just a distant memory, kind of like the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It was way back there. Uh, but I'm going to tell you how this today. I remember uh, after that happened and all of us uh, were in uh, dismay and we were amazed that something like how uh, this could happen in the United States of America. We had seen war over there and war over here, but we had never seen this kind of attack on our soil, especially in our great city of New York. And so uh, we begin uh, to look at this. And I remember telling somebody, I said, you know, God uh, can use the enemy uh, to get our attention. And I had somebody uh, tell me, they said, this was a bunch of evil Arabics that did this thing. God didn't have anything uh, to do with it. But I'm going to, I beg your pardon uh, today. God uh, looks down upon America today and he sees uh, the shape uh, that she's becoming. And I want you to understand, God's got a remnant here uh, in the world. Uh, I'm a standing firm uh, on thus saith the word of God. Uh, and God knows who those people are. Uh, and we're under his protection today. But I'm going to tell you, you didn't have to look around very far to see all the evil that was going on in America. I remember how they said prior to that attack that you could walk down the streets of New York and there was X-rated movies over here. How there was naked folks dancing around over here. How there was drunks laying out in the street. How there was drug abuse of all kinds. Amen. Somebody says, preacher, that still doesn't make any sense. How why God would let something like this happen to America. God owes us no excuses today or no apologies today. 
how but when his people have begin to turn in the wrong direction and the preached word of God comes out and gives fair warning that we need to repent and get back where we need to be with God. He is all just to do whatever he desires to do. Now, I want you to understand these folks hated America, still do. They hate the God that we worship, they still do. And they were continually trying to find a way, trying to find a way to seek this nation. Their hopes were that if they could destroy the world commerce that comes through Wall Street, that they could cripple this country. Amen. And uh, and for a little while they did. Amen. And to think, and to think, if you think about uh, being attacked by uh, uh, some of the most sophisticated military equipment ever known to man, uh, but they took a few box cutters and they brought this country to its end. Amen. You agree with that? Amen. Somebody says, Preacher, I don't serve a God like that. I serve a loving God that wouldn't allow nothing like that to happen. I'll tell you what, I serve a God that loves me more than I'll ever know, loves you more than you'll ever know. But He is a God of wrath today. And He will see that things are carried out. Amen. I begin to think about some of the others and the prophets that some of the things that they said. I remember a Solomon over there in the book of Ecclesiastes. He says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men are fully set in them to do evil. Have you ever, have you ever really wished when you see Somebody, I'm talking about somebody really evil. And, and, you, and you see them carrying on in their evilness. Have you ever wished that God would just slap them down? Just, just slap them down. Amen. But God has a reason for all things that He does. Brother Royce, a lot of times when I get to thinking about that, I get to thinking about what I was before I got saved. And I'm so glad that God gave me a chance to repent of my sins. The sins I had committed uh, based on worldly standards were not that big. Never had stolen or killed or done anything like that. But I tell you what, I was just as lost and undone without God as the vilest sinner was today. Amen. The Bible said here in Ecclesiastes that he went on to say, Though a sinner do evil a hundred times in his day be prolonged, yet surely I know that it will be well with them that fear God. <laughs> Which fear before him. But he said, It will not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. You see, the only thing that you and I have to base time on today is the present, where we're at. When we were born, where we are, 
and how long we're going to live. That's the only thing that you and I have to base time on. Right. But I'm glad today that God looks at this thing as eternity. Right. Amen. And so the evil that goes on in this world, amen, though we may think that it's just going on and on and on, amen, sometimes I wish that some of our leaders of our country uh, could get into their thick head what we really need here in America, and that's God. Amen. What we really need here in America. And I pray how that God would show them that. But but because we all we know is the time that we live in, and we look around and we say, well, our granddaddy lived to be 80, 85 years old. Grandma lived to be 90, so-and-so lived to be 70. We start just basing life on those few years. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible said that's a shadow. That's just a shadow compared to eternity. Right. Wickedness does not go unpunished to die. It does not. It does not. God has not overlooked anything in this world today. He hadn't overlooked it. No matter how, how it may seem that folks are doing this and that, I remember as a child and, and, uh, and, and we'd be uh, going to church or coming home from church and, and I've said this before, I thought a lawnmower was the greatest thing ever invented. And uh, Daddy got a riding mower and boy, I, I just couldn't mow enough grass with it. And uh, we'd be going to church or coming home from church and uh, I'd say, look, they're mowing their yard and they're mowing their yard and they're doing this and they're doing that. But Daddy said, well, at our house, we're not going to do it. <laughs> Amen. We're just not going to do it. And I thought, they're getting away with it. Why can't I? I'm going to tell you something today. The longer that I've been saved and the closer I get to God. Amen. The more faith that I have, because I've seen Him prove it time and time again. I tell you why, I don't have a desire now to do what the world does. I don't, Sister Pam. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, the world needs to have a desire to do what I'm doing today. Amen. And that's coming over to the house of God and feeling the presence of the Lord. Amen. Don't you wish you could get the whole world excited about going to church? Amen. Heard a preacher say one time, well, if us Christians got more excited about it, they might. But I'm going to tell you, I'm excited today to be part of the family of God. Amen. I am. I am. Jeremiah, let me read to you here something that he said. He said, Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee. In other words, he's telling the Lord, you're righteous. And you're righteous when I plead with you. But, listen to what he says. Yet, let me talk with thee of thy judgment. Wherefore doth thy, the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? Even Jeremiah, the great prophet that he was, he had to talk to God about that. Yes. Why? 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 We, Jer Jeremiah went through so much and he prophesied, he tried to warn people, he was laughed to scorn, he was abused, he was imprisoned. 
for that. I'm going to tell you something today. The just shall live by his faith. Amen. And I'm glad today. It's faith. It's faith, Brother Gene, that I can even get up and take a step <coughs> in the mornings. Yeah. I have to walk in faith. God, I don't feel too good this morning, but Lord, I've got faith that if I get up and just go on, that Lord, you're going to help me. You're going to give me that, but I stand in need of it. That's what Habakkuk here said, the just shall live by his faith today. All through God's Word, it took faith to accomplish anything. To see God work, it took faith. Abraham, by faith, all these things took place. Abraham was not looking through a carnal eye at what he could see in the distance, but he was looking through a spiritual eye of what God had promised him and told him. And he believed it. It was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. And I certainly believe today if you and I will have faith and believe and trust, it will be accounted to us for righteousness Amen. today. Amen. All through the time that Jesus walked in the form of man on this earth and he was going around preaching his own everlasting gospel and he was going around healing folks over here and healing folks over there. It took faith by those he was healing. They had to believe amen. He would not do it unless there was belief and trust. Amen. And today that applies to you and I. That's right. I'm not at church today because I like putting on the tie and dress clothes. I'm at church today because I have faith that this is what God wants, where, where He wants us to be. Amen. And then He reaffirms that faith when I start getting blessings for being here. Amen? Amen? No devil will tell you, ain't no point you going to church, this, that, and the other. But I'm going to tell you any time that I've stepped out on faith, Amen. God has always provided and done more than His part Amen. Uh, today. Right. Amen. It takes faith. When they had that lame man in the bed there and they wanted to get him to Jesus and they couldn't get to Jesus for all the people that were around him there. Amen. They couldn't get him to... So their, their faith took them up on the roof of the of the place there and they pull off the tiles and I can just see a rope tied to this end of the bed, rope tied to that end. If we can get him to Jesus, he will heal him, amen. Amen. That's faith. Faith today. And the more faith that you and I will have, the more sad that we will feel for those wicked people in the world that seemingly are getting away with everything under the sun. Brother Scott, they're not. That's right. They're not. Yeah. Their life is as a shadow. And my prayer is, and it ought to be all of our prayers today, is that not that they will get their just reward. Amen. Because if I pray that, I'd be praying it on myself too. But instead of praying that they get their just reward, <coughs> that somehow or another, through the radio, through the television, through some some media, some way, that they would hear the preached word of God and that it would prick their hearts 
and let them know that they're lost and undone about God. Amen. Boy, I tell you, it thrills me when somebody's notorious for being evil, somebody notorious for being bad, when they get an experience of grace and go to telling folks about it, amen. I, I believe that the Apostle Paul, back when he was Saul, and uh, he was going around trying to destroy the church and having folks in prison and killed, amen, on the road to Damascus, uh, when God appeared to him, uh, and, and, uh, and he, uh, uh, he said, it's hard for thee to kick against the bricks. He said, who art thou, Lord? Paul had a conversion at place. And Paul was so, such a terrorist, I'll just say he was a terrorist to the church, that when his eyes were opened, he had become born again. There was folks around there that said, no way, no way this man could be changed from what he was to what he claims to be. Paul stepped out on faith, believing right. and trusting. Yes. And all the effort that he had put in trying to tear down Jesus Christ, trying to belittle Jesus, trying to make Jesus' birth and crucifixion of no effect. He took all of that energy and he turned it around and became one of the greatest preachers of Jesus Christ that ever walked the face of the earth. Amen. He taught us how to handle discouraging times when, when things weren't going so good. That's why he put it down in the scriptures there, the letters to the churches. Don't you think he just wrote those letters because he just wanted to write something? These all had meaning. And they're still encouraging people even today. Amen. 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 Old preacher man gets discouraged every now and then. Boy, he'd go over there and commence to reading about the Apostle Paul. Amen. And what he faced. And then you get to thinking, boy, I, I ain't facing nothing compared to what he's facing today. Faith. Faith not only makes us realize that we've got a better place to go when we leave this walks of life. Faith not only helps us realize that we missed a place called hell that's just as real as heaven is. Faith not only does those things, but faith keeps us as we walk down through this walk of life when we have questions that the prophets had. The prophets even have questioning why certain things happen. Why does bad things happen to good people? Why does good things happen to bad people? It goes through everybody's mind. But by faith, we understand that God has this all in a plan. It's all in his plan. He's got this thing under control. That little, I'm fixing the hush, that little woman that had an issue of blood. I love this story, I really do. I, I love all the stories in the Bible about the people that were healed. But there's something about this woman 
and how she had tried everything that the world had to offer to help her. And, and uh, she probably didn't have a lot of money. I believe the Bible teaches us she spent all she had on health care. She did. Trying to, trying to get this issue of blood solved. And I'm sure that the doctors were doing the best they knew how to do. But nevertheless, not only did she not get better, but Joey, she, she got worse. Yeah. And by faith, when Jesus was passing through there, she said, if I could touch some part of his clothes, the hem of his garment, if I could just touch it, I believe that this infirmity that's in me would be healed. The Bible doesn't go into a lot of detail about what all was going on around that scene there. There are probably some that were saying, woman, you've been to the best doctors there are. <laughs> you ain't no better. This little homely Jewish man is not going to do you any good. But by faith, really she said, if I can just get up there amongst that crowd. This was during Jesus's popularity. He was popular during this time and there was folks all around. I She made her way. I, I can see her crawling, Roger, through that crowd. I don't know how it all took place, but I can see her crawling and having to weave her way probably around people's legs. And at her weakest moment, she reached out and she touched him. Don't you ever think for one minute when you touch Jesus that he don't know it. Amen. Boy, this is such a personal thing today, and I'm glad that it is. He don't save by the wholesale, and he don't heal by the wholesale. It's an individual thing for each person. I believe when I reached up and he saved my soul when I was reaching for him, he said, who touched me? <laughs> I could see his disciples. Lord, everybody's touching you. You're the most popular thing around. But Jesus said, somebody touched me. I've got virtue. See, when Jesus heals, when he answers prayer, when he speaks to you, he knows it and something happens. Amen. And by her faith, she was made whole. I'm glad today that you and I, if we'll walk by faith, believe and trust, no matter what's going on around us, no matter how it looks like that God is an unjust God, he's not today. He's very just. And he knows exactly what's going on. If you need to pray, won't you come pray? Come give us a song, Brother Chris. Everybody stand if you will. Let's look to 348.
God gave Habakkuk a vision and told him to write it down. He said, write it down clear. I believe he was saying, write it down for folks to clearly understand. There's some mysteries in the Word of God. And there's some things that I don't fully understand. But I'm glad that God put enough in here to where I, even I, could understand. Oh, I'm glad of that. Thank you. 